I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk about all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsible armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. All right, welcome everybody. This is your host, Toby Leary. Welcome to Rapid Fire on WXDK 95.1. Join us every Saturday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. to talk about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense, and whatever other gun-related issue that you want to talk about. If you want to join us and get in on the discussion, you can follow us at capegunworks.com. Go to our website and click on Rapid Fire. And then you'll find all of our social media links so that you can be a part of the show when we do it live and we'll answer your questions. There's a lot going on in the uh, gun world these days, so it's ever-changing. Every day there's new news coming out. Every day there's legislation proposed. Every day there's new fights going on in the court system for our rights uh, to be preserved. And so those are the things we're going to be talking about. And we'll also talk about some of the guns that we have coming into the shop. I'm co-owner of Cape Gunworks. So if you haven't been to Cape Gunworks, our doors are open. We're welcoming people all the time who come in and have never been to our store. And it's fun to watch people walk in and they just kind of, their eyes go a little wide at first and they're like, wow, this place is great. It's big. It's huge. Never seen anything like it. And so uh, we are proud of that and we're excited to welcome new shooters and new people and uh, new guests to our range all the time. So if you haven't been down and shot at Cape Gunworks, please come down and check us out and uh, you can visit us online if you're worried about the you know, COVID-19 concerns. We definitely uh, take that seriously at the shop and do a good job of social distancing and staff wearing masks and whatnot. And, uh, but once you're out on the range, we have this great state-of-the-art HEPA air filtration system that is negative pressure. So, you know, we take our masks off on the range and get some fresh air. And believe it or not, the air that you're breathing in on our range is fresher than the air outside. So you got that going for you. So if you want to get a breath of fresh air, come on our range and shoot some guns. So, uh, you know, these days there's not a lot of activities to do out there. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a, a guy who manages a golf course and he's saying, here we are in November and you can't even get a tee time at, at his golf course because so many people are going and playing golf. People want to get out of the house. They want to get back to life as normal as we can. And uh, one of the ways you can do that is come on down and blow off some steam and shoot a gun for an hour or so and and do some shopping for those loved ones in your life you can fill up a stocking or treat yourself to something nice here in the showroom so the only thing you can't do is buy lots of ammo <laughs> that's still a problem these days but uh the good news is we have some coming in but if you want to come in and say hi and look at the new guns we have in stock and some new accessories by all means come on down and We'll, uh, we'll show you what we got. We look forward to seeing you. And this is our busiest time of year. It's always 
from Black Friday to the first of the year. And that's almost an incredible thing to say after the last six months we've had. So uh, if we're like, it can't get any busier, can it? <laughs> but it actually does. It's amazing. And so we thank you for supporting local business. We thank you for you know, coming and shopping locally. Uh, you support a lot of people here at Cape Gunworks. We have well over 20, 25 employees. So uh, you're, you're helping support the local community by shopping here locally and instead of ordering online or going to big box stores and whatnot. So we appreciate that and we don't take it for granted. So thanks for that. And uh, so one of the questions here on our live chat is, uh, Jake is wondering, can a 16-year-old get her FID card? And the answer is absolutely. Um, so you're eligible to take the class at 14 and you can get your FID card at 15. Um, you cannot buy a gun until you're 18, a long gun, but you can you know, get your FID card and be in possession of a firearm if you're hunting or shooting and whatnot. So by all means, get, get, uh, get her class out of the way and get her into the pipeline and uh, get, get that FID card rolling. So that's a, that's a good thing to do early and when they're, when they're young. We have classes several times a week where you'd be able to get those, um, that certificate class out of the way. It's a four-hour class. It's real easy to do. And so, yeah, I would love to have you uh, come and take the class. Um, my oldest son is 18 now, and he took the class when he was 16. And guess what? The lazy bum, he still hasn't gone out and got his FID card. <laughs> I guess he just, you know, lack of uh, motivation there when your dad owns a gun store, I guess. But I'll, I'll put the fire under his butt to get that, get that done. And it takes so long to get it through the system nowadays. It takes, you know, at least a month and up to three or four months, depending on what town you live in. And if you live in one of those towns that aren't even accepting applications, then we would encourage you to reach out to Gun Owners Action League and maybe even a local attorney uh, and see what uh, you can do to get your application processed. Unfortunately, when you give power to local government to give you permission to act on your birthright as an American citizen or even as uh, you know a right that's extended to permanent resident aliens, um, when we ask permission for something that we can already do, uh, when that system gets shut down, guess what? There's no way to redress that. So unfortunately, uh, we shouldn't have to ask permission for something the constitutional uh, the Constitution already allows for us to do. So that's uh, the unfortunate state of affairs of what we live in here in Massachusetts. And frankly, it borders on tyranny. Uh, when we already have a right endowed to us by our creator and, uh, you know, it's an inalienable right is what the Constitution says or the Bill of Rights says. It's actually, if you read that a little slower, it's unalienable. It's you can't put a lien on that right. You can't pump the brakes on that right. You can't say you can't partake in that right. That's something that you can't put infringements on. You can't take away. It's your right. But then again, we give power back to those who feel they should have it. And we willingly elect politicians who 
operate as if it's them giving us permission. The Constitution's what gives us permission. And this dovetails nicely with one of the videos that I put on YouTube, which uh, we have a video that has got a lot of notice on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, it's uh, the Fixed Mag AR in Mass. Is this legal? Part two or part deuce, I wrote. <laughs> um, and that deuce is a play on words if you want to read between the lines. But um, I shoot this AR pistol on the range and it's got a uh, fixed magazine in it. So under Massachusetts law, if a gun has a fixed magazine or it doesn't have a detachable magazine, it can't be considered an assault weapon. So while it's still an AR platform because it has a fixed magazine, it can't be considered an assault weapon. So I put this video up on YouTube and I put it up a couple of years ago actually and it's just recently taken off. Uh, as of today, it has about 738,000 views. So it was a really popular uh, video that has been getting commented on quite a bit and I believe there's I don't know 15,000 likes and you know 1400 comments on it or whatever and people are really uh, commenting all over the map about how this is ridiculous you shouldn't have to do this and you know it's not an assault weapon they're trying to argue with me in the video that and is this legal question mark no it's not legal because we have a constitution and I get all those arguments. Believe me, I'm on board. I'm on the side of, of all those arguments. And I am really not trying to go down that rabbit hole and have that debate in the context of this video. What I'm trying to do is show uh, that there's always going to be a way around something according to, uh, you know, you have politicians who make laws that don't know anything about guns. And the fact of the matter is when they're when they're uh you know writing law all you got to do is have somebody who understands how guns work to create the workaround and it frustrates politicians but it also shows the vanity of what they're doing and how it is truly an infringement upon the second amendment so um you it's a 49 second video it's it's not going to take up a lot of your time but I recommend you go look at it, read some of the comments. You'll get a good chuckle out of a lot of them. Um, they're they're saying I'm a cameo for Tony Hawk, but uh, which I've been accused of many times. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break here. So uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Did you know anyone can get a gun license? Guys and girls, and it only takes one class. You take your mass firearm safety course at Cape Gunworks. They even have live fire where you can actually shoot a gun. Then you use the certificate you get after the class to apply for your license. 
Cape Gunworks is a gun range with archery stuff and a wicked cool staff. So go to capegunworks.com and sign up for a license to carry class today. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire here on 95.1 WXTK. And if you want to be a part of the discussion, join us on capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. So, um, yeah, if you, I was just talking about before the break about these, uh, <laughs> some of the comments on that YouTube video, the Fixed Mag and AR, uh, Fixed Mag AR in Massachusetts. Is this legal? Part deuce. Well, it was a YouTube video I released on August 7th, 2018, and it's kind of gone viral. It's up to 740,000 views or whatever, and uh, it's probably going to hit a million before, uh, you know, the next week or so. And uh, it's pretty funny. A lot of the comments uh, crack me up because I've heard it so much throughout my life, and it's like, holy smokes, it's Toby Hawk. It's Tony Hawk. You know, it's uh, Tony Hawk turned Tony Eagle. And so read a lot of the a lot of those comments are really funny and I've you know I pulled into a Wendy's once to get a to get a number four or whatever it was you know I just you know I'm sure it went down on the uh the moral hierarchy scale of a lot of my listeners oh my god he went to Wendy's at least it wasn't McDonald's but uh when I pulled up to the drive-thru the the guy who opens the window says you know that'll be eleven dollars holy smokes you're Tony Hawk I said, no, I'm, I'm not Tony Hawk. I'm, and he goes, yes, you are. Hey, guys, Tony Hawk's here. And then I'm, he looks again, and I'm like, look, I'm not. And he goes, okay, it'll be 11.49, please. You know, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, there's a, you know, a lot of the comments about that, so I don't know if that's why it went viral. But if you look at uh, some of the other ones where people are saying, is this legal? No, assault weapons ban is not legal. And then there's 181 replies to that comment, you know you'll see a lot of people are, you know, kind of taking a jab at the whole, you know, necessity for this type of workaround in the first place. And I'm 100% on board with you there. But there's also a lot of people saying like, this is ridiculous. When are people going to stand up and, you know, resist? And I'm, I'm even on board with you there from a personal standpoint. But you got to remember too, we are a business. And right now, the only enforcement of the assault weapons ban is against business in Massachusetts. It has nothing to do with like going door to door to see if you have one of these guns in stock. So that's the point is, uh, you know, we have a business to operate. And while we are just as upset that the Second Amendment has been infringed on, we have to play by the rules because we'll last one day in business if we were to violate, you know, the, the law, even though we feel that the law violates the Constitution. So therefore, we get Second Amendment groups uh, to get involved, like Firearms Policy Coalition and National Shooting Sports Foundation, NRA and Goal, Gun Owners Action League and Com2A. And these are a lot of the groups that we support in order to continue to do the good work of fighting for our rights which sounds like a oxymoron in and of itself, fight for your right. Like, it's already your right. Why do you have to fight for it? It should be there. It should be someone has to fight to take it away. And the problem is that it's too easily taken away, and the rights getting restored are really the hard part. That, that 
involves complicated, lengthy legal challenges with lots of money. You know, uh, law firms, entire law firms having to be hired and retained in order to do that. So it's a lengthy, long process. And while people are frustrated with that and say, hey, don't comply, we say, hey, comply and fight, you know, and donate and give. And because guess what? Some things have we have restored some rights. We have got some gains, and we have got uh, some some rights back. Look at the 94 assault weapons ban. Massachusetts still operates under it because we made it pass uh, permanent in 98. But the rest of the country, that whole law sunsetted in 90 uh, in 2004. So the rest of the country, you know, set wisely said, "Hey, this didn't reduce violent crime at all." In fact, after all the studies were done, they could not show even a marginal increase in a reduction of violent crime. So therefore, they're like, okay, there's no reason to infringe on good people's rights because there was no benefit to the community at large. In fact, we should give back their rights, you know, and not, uh, and not continue to infringe on them, especially if we can't make the case that the the right has, I mean, the that the law has saved lives so the rest of the country went back to the way things were massachusetts made it permanent in 98 because i think they saw the writing on the wall that the ban was going to sunset and so we largely adopted the 94 assault weapons ban and we still operate under it and now we live under an expanded purview of the 94 assault assault weapons ban because in 2016 july 20th 2016 the attorney general's office released an enforcement notice to all gun dealers in Massachusetts that because of the six or seven enumerated quote-unquote assault weapons on the assault weapons ban, and I use that term loosely, um, kind of accepting their co-opted term for the sake of argument here, uh, even though it's not an assault weapon under the truest definition, it is a semi-automatic sporting rifle, um, they expanded that definition and said, because it's an enumerated firearm on the ban, any variant, even if it doesn't have the evil features, and again, quote unquote, evil features that make it an assault weapon, then it's still considered an assault weapon, which is just ridiculous. And the rest of the country operated for 10 years and not a single state or a U.S. attorney or um, attorney general of anywhere came up with this idea during that entire 10-year period because it's ridiculous. And then for another 12 years or whatever it was, eight years after the, after the ban sunsetted throughout the country, we operated under that same set of rules until one day on 2016, July 20th, 2016, the attorney general decided to change the rules and acted as all three branches of government in one fail swoop with an enforcement notice that went out to dealers. You read the 1,400 comments on YouTube video about how sad it is that you have to even get creative and Yankee ingenuity has to get kicked into high gear in order to own the most popular weapons, uh, which the Heller decision said... Uh, 
the common and ordinary rifle, the, the rifle that the people want, the arms that the people want, are the common and ordinary arms. Those are the ones you cannot restrict. So our whole state is going flying in the face of the Heller decision. And some lesser courts and appellate courts throughout the country have upheld states' right or states' uh, legislation to restrict common and ordinary firearms. So this really does need a day in court at the Supreme Court. And I hope that this will be coming pretty soon. And right now I know a Firearms Policy Coalition just got involved in a lawsuit in Maryland, which is a uh, assault weapon ban that has already, I believe, been um, upheld once in a lower court. Uh, so hopefully it's going up to the uh, it's, it sounds like it's going to be going up to the, hopefully the Supreme Court. So, um, let's, let's watch that. And, uh, if you get a chance to donate to the Firearms Policy Coalition, the Second Amendment Foundation, and some of these other good, good groups the, that are doing the good work of the people, uh, there's another one that's involved, the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. I'm not sure about them. I've never heard of them, but obviously if they're spending money to fight for the Second Amendment, they should be supported. And uh, so yeah, look at that. We'll talk a little bit about it on the other side here. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Did you know anyone can get a gun license? Guys and girls, and it only takes one class. You take your mass firearm safety course at Cape Gunworks. They even have live fire where you can actually shoot a gun. Then you use the certificate you get after the class to apply for your license. Cape Gunworks is a gun range with archery stuff and a wicked cool staff. So go to capegunworks.com and sign up for a license to carry class today. All right, welcome back. Toby Leary, and you're listening to Rapid Fire. Uh, we were just talking before the break about uh, supporting some of the organizations that do a great job of fighting for our rights. I hate to say that. It sounds so cliche, but uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition, Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America. You can look into all these different um, organizations that are doing a really good job. And on the local level here in Massachusetts, COM2A, Gun Owners Action League, uh, these are some great uh, causes that will um, you know, help perpetuate the Second Amendment for the next generation and the future generations to come. So uh, it's really, really exciting um, to see some of our rights restored. And uh, I think that the, uh, I think that that's really where the battle is and you know take for instance one thing that was uh, 
about 10 or 15 years ago, there was only one constitutional carry state in America, and it was Vermont. So in Vermont, you didn't need any uh, license whatsoever to buy a gun um, other than a driver's license, but there was no gun laws per se. Uh, it was a constitutional carry state. They had no magazine restrictions or assault weapons bans or any of that stuff. And they were a constitutional carry state. As long as there was no felony on your record or uh, you weren't adjudicated mentally insane or something like that, you, uh, you, could be, you could buy a gun and you'd be just subject to the simple background check and, and then you'd be good to go. So uh, now there's 12 states with constitutional carry laws. So that's exciting. And all three states to our north, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, are all constitutional carry states. So we've seen an expansion of what is, you know, self-evident according to the Constitution. Um, we've seen that expand across the country to other states. And I believe, you know, Alaska is now a constitutional carry state. I think Montana is. And so you look at some of these states, and if you're traveling to these states, as long as you're legally allowed to possess a firearm in your, your home state, you can carry a gun there. You don't need any special permission or non-resident license to carry or anything like that. You can carry a gun. In some states, they still issue it, um, like New Hampshire, for instance, but uh, you don't necessarily need to ask permission to carry a gun in these states. So, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend you support the cause of these uh, smaller uh, Second Amendment rights groups and lobbyists and whatnot because they're putting money in the right places and they have lawyers on staff. I know Adam Kraut, who is the director of legal strategy for the Firearms Policy Coalition. He's run on the board of directors kind of as an outsider for the NRA. And um, the NRA has done a lot to try to keep him off the board because he's, you know, a mover and shaker and he wants to see some things change. So uh, that's that's something uh, worth supporting. And, uh, you know, his heart's in the right place. We'd like to see uh, the groups like the NRA grow uh, and be inclusive of a lot more people. I believe there are three or four million members. Maybe at one point they were up to six million. But yet there's 100 million gun owners in America. So why aren't they 15 or 20 million members? Because they're not very inclusive. So let's uh, hope that these groups get the message and they are willing to include other people that might not believe exactly like they do and exactly like the America's First Freedom. And believe me, it's easy for me to read their publications. A lot of times they're preaching in the choir. But frankly, not everyone, even in our area, is especially true believes exactly like we believe and the second amendment is for all it's for everybody if you're you know a resident alien you're an american citizen you're not prohibited then the second amendment is for you if you want it and uh regardless of what your overall social you know economic beliefs are so i hope that's a message that we can start to get better at as a gun community and i think if we do that and we expand that base, I think ultimately people are starting to see the importance of the Second Amendment. And I think the importance of the Second Amendment will move up on their list of most important issues come day to vote, come voting on Election Day. Right now, we've seen an influx of new shooters in new gun owners in the last six months. It's a huge spike, and we have people who never thought they would arm themselves 
start to see what's going on in this world, letting uh, convicted felons out of jail and arresting people who want to go to church, <laughs> you know, and realizing what the heck is going on in our world and deciding, hey, it's time to take personal responsibility for my own safety, defunding police, defunding, uh, you know, some of the programs that, uh, you know, the training programs and whatnot that police need and reallocating resources for, you know, and I'm not even against some of this social workers and whatnot, getting them involved. But when there's a violent altercation taking place, the last thing we need is a social worker showing up. We need police. We need men and women who can stand up, get control of a situation and sort it out. And it's truly a thankless job. So as these people who never dreamed that they would want to own a firearm have come to the realization of, holy smokes, I, I have to take personal responsibility for my own safety. And whether that's getting a dog or an alarm system or doing some uh, environmental uh, security around their house, trimming their hedges down, getting some outdoor lighting, getting a ring video camera and whatnot installed at their uh, house and using their locks and, you know, using perimeter lighting and motion detectors and setting their alarm systems. And maybe that involves arming themselves and getting some training. And, and as they start to warm to this idea, they may start to warm to, hey, this is actually a bigger priority on my list come election day than I had originally thought. It might have been five or sixth or tenth on my list in the past, but now that I see civil unrest and I see um, uncertainty and I see a propensity to let violent criminals out on the street and arrest grandma as she's trying to go to church, um, things aren't as they always were. And maybe it is a little bit more important for me to take control of my personal safety. And I want the unfair advantage. I don't want the bad guy to have the advantage if they're bigger, stronger, and have a weapon. I want to have the advantage because I'm the law-abiding citizen there to protect my family. And I want to have the tools necessary to defend my family against that person who could easily overtake me or, or could hurt my family or my wife or my kids. And... You know, people say, oh, you're going to live in paranoia. What do you walk around worried that you're going to be, you know, shot to death tomorrow? What is, you know, gunfight on the street? No, I don't walk around like that. But as the adage, you know, the age old saying for those of us who, who take personal responsibility for our own safety is it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So what about, you know, that's the way I, I look at it. It's a minor inconvenience for me to have to think about how I'm going to dress that day to, to keep a gun on me or how I'm going to stage a gun in the home for self-defense or how I'm going to, uh, you know, protect myself and come up with a home defense plan and, you know, get my family on board and, and uh, maybe do some Vista pruning or maybe do some, you know, new motion detectors or get that... Uh, security camera system around the perimeter of my house that's all so a minor inconvenience for me for the safety of my family and frankly you do the study 
once you start doing all these things, your house is like less likely to be burglarized. It's less likely to be attacked because they're going to look at it and say, ah, probably not this place. He's got a sign out front that says protected by Joe Schmo alarm system. He's got good lighting. I can, you know, he's, there's no place to hide. He's, you know, locks his doors. He has a, uh, you know, video system. I can see the cameras and they're going to pick an easier target, a softer target. It's just the way it is. So, as people who are new gun owners start to see the importance of this, come election day, they'll be more apt to vote for politicians who are less likely to ban their God-given right to protect themselves. And so let's hope that by being inclusive, we can do that and we can win the hearts and minds of people and show good responsible gun ownership in our community and take a leadership role as a advocate for the Second Amendment, Second Amendment in our community. And I'm talking to everyone out there who carries a gun or owns a gun. It's our job to do that. And it's our job to change the hearts and minds, not by pushing them away and ostracizing them. So, all right, we'll talk about this a little bit more on the other side. So once again, you're listening to Rapid Fire with Toby Leary. We'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Did you know anyone can get a gun license? Guys and girls, and it only takes one class. You take your mass firearm safety course at Cape Gunworks. They even have live fire where you can actually shoot a gun. Then you use the certificate you get after the class to apply for your license. Cape Gunworks is a gun range with archery stuff and a wicked cool staff. So go to capegunworks.com and sign up for a license to carry class today. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks in Hyannis on 96 Airport Road. If you want to come visit us, we'd love to have you. Even if you don't own a gun, come on down and check us out. You might be surprised at what you find. And if you do own a gun and you haven't been here, I'm going to steal a page out of John Wayne's book and say, well, I sent for you yesterday and you showed up today. Well, what took you so long? That's a terrible impersonation of John Wayne, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, what took you so long? You've been here for, we've been here for six years in two different locations. We'd love to see you. So uh, I had someone show up the other day who I've known for a long time. They're gun people. We're members of the same club. And they came in and she said, I can't believe I've never been here. I am so sorry. She's apologizing to me. And I'm saying, don't apologize. I get it. Life's busy. And she goes, I had no idea. And I'm sorry. I had no idea what you guys have built here. This is great. I want to come all the time now that I've seen it. I'm like, well, you're welcome anytime. Come on down. And it was a big compliment to me as, as uh, you know, from a 
fellow gun person who's also a firearms instructor, I was, my, I said, thank you very much. That means a lot to me, and, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, anyway, don't be afraid to join the discussion. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Parlor. We'll be doing some more, uh, you know, social media stuff coming up. We do a lot with Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube right now. And uh, check out that video on YouTube that went kind of crazy. It's called The Fixed Mag AR in Mass. Is this legal? Part deuce. So we're going to do Fixed Mag AR in Mass. Is this legal? Part thrice pretty soon. So <laughs> we'll get that going. It's going to be a fun little answer to some of the comments. But read the comments. Dive in there. You'll pop the popcorn. It's a pretty good uh, discussion you'll see from a lot of different people. And... Um, so yeah, we're we're looking uh, pretty strong on YouTube these days. And uh, also, I did a little video the other day that just went up on YouTube. It's a brand new video on the new MC2, the Mossberg MC2C pistol. It's it's the second generation or the second uh, pistol that Mossberg has come out with, and they've tested them both and approved them for sale here in Massachusetts. Again, we're bowing our knee to the tyrant and asking permission for something that should be, uh, you know, not even asked in the first place, um, which is a, a gun that's now mass compliant. You know, thank you. Thank you guys for letting us buy a gun that we should be able to buy anyway. I digress. Um, the Mossberg MC2 pistol, and I got to tell you, I'm a really big fan of this gun. We have them in stock in two-tone and all kind of blue-black version, but they're a four-inch barrel, 10-round, but they're very thin. It's kind of along the same lines as the SIG 365XL. It's got a flat face trigger. It has a really nice trigger. The downside to it, as you'll see in the video if you go to it, is the uh, cross-bolt safety but I guess it's probably a little bit easier to ignore if you're going to not use the safety on the gun because it does have the trigger safety and it has the, um, you know, the firing pin safety as all striker fired guns do. Uh, so look into that, check it out, come rent it. We have it for rent on our range, but it's a, it's a really nice gun. I like it so much more than the MC1, which was the six round version and it basically takes the Glock 43 mags and I like the MC1 but it wasn't I wouldn't run out and buy it other than for the price it's a very reasonably priced gun um, but the MC2 I felt was just right it's like the mama bear baby bear and papa bear you know this was the it's just right you know I felt like it was a good size for concealed carry it's a good size for home defense it's a fun gun to shoot it's, you know, mild recoil. And my daughter, who's 11, who's been a guest on this show, as you guys know, um, shot it. And she could actually reach the um, reach the mag release with her thumb. Very small hands. She had no problem dropping the magazine, racking the slide, and getting that gun to perform. So maybe I'll release the video of her shooting it. But it was a, it, you know, it worked out great for her. And she liked it better than the Canic, even though she shot the Canic better. So we're trying to fit her for a gun that she could shoot competitively. She's really uh, starting to gain a lot of interest in shooting guns competitively. So uh, we've just lined up 
one of the former national champs to trainer, which is cool. We we have a resource here on Cape Cod. Uh, I wouldn't say her name without her permission, but because she'd probably get a lot of calls. But she was a uh, one of the top ten shooters in the country, uh, and she comes into our range all the time. And she, I had her teach one of our staff members once about competitive shooting, and so she got her to the next level. And and so I said, hey, can you teach? my daughter and she said of course yeah i'm gonna do it and so now we're just trying to fit her to a pistol so my daughter actually shot the uh full-size canic uh tp9 sa a lot better than she did the mc2 just because it's a bigger gun and managed recoil a little better and it uh she it had an extended mag release so she could still reach that mag release but she was having a ball shooting both of them she liked the way the mc2 fit in her hand so we might go back to that. We'll give her a couple more tests with both and see which one she likes better. And then we'll get her shooting on a regular lineup with with our friend and try to get her. She said she's going to make her hate shooting for a little while. <laughs> so that's what it takes to get good, I guess, right? You got to do it a lot. And right now there's no ammo out there. So uh, it's not a good time to be trying to shoot a lot. So I'm down to like the nubs of my personal stash and reserves it's uh you know uh <laughs> it's pathetic i'm like scrounging up ammo here from my truck and my drawers and my you know ammo bottom of my ammo bag so whatnot so anyway um that's what we got coming up so check out the video on the mc2 and uh i just wanted to plug something out there too that we have for sale in the store it, we used to do on our live stream, we would do a mystery bag, and it was a ton of fun. We would have one of our staff members put together a uh, backpack and pack it full of all kinds of good stuff. And sometimes they'd range from six to 800 bucks, usually involved a gun or something like that. So you had to have your license to carry to buy one. But we would put it out there and would just say, This bag, and I'd just show the outside of the bag, is $7.99 and it's 10% off everything in the bag. And you have no idea what's in it, but it's all good stuff. It's not like, you know, us trying to sweep the back room with of junk. It's all good stuff. And so I had one of our staff put together. Actually, I think it was a combination of a couple guys and come up and put together like 10 or 20 uh, Christmas stockings. So if you're looking for that gift to give the guy who, or girl who's got everything in life and they don't know what the heck to buy, um, they have... A bunch of great stuff. I mean, even if it's the main gift, it's, it'd be a great gift. It's they're a hundred bucks, and that's ten percent off everything in the in the bag, in the stocking, and you're gonna make an enthusiast or a new shooter or a, someone who's interested in getting into shooting a very happy person for Christmas. So I thought I'd plug them out. They're pre-stuffed stockings. You don't even have to think about it. You just come in and get one of those pre-stuffed stockings and. You've just got the perfect gift for that hard to buy loved one or family member, friend, whatever in your life and come on down and get it. So <laughs> you'll love it. It's a good time. And we've, we've had so much fun with these mystery bags and everybody who's bought them have really enjoyed what was in them. So there you go. So that'd be a cool one. One of the other things that's been real popular in the shop lately is shotguns. We're selling a ton of shotguns lately and, you know, especially for new shooters who 
who are like, you know, I don't know what to get. And they talk to the buddies at the gun club and read online. And a lot of people recommend a shotgun for home defense, which, you know, I like long guns for home defense. Um, I would probably still steer someone into a striker fired full size pistol. But if they're like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with a pistol. I think I want a long gun. Sure. No problem. Get a nice shotgun. And uh, hey, they can be the Joe Biden special, right? He used to advocate the double barrel shotgun and go out on the balcony and fire two blasts. And uh, I tell my wife, Jill, that if I'm not home, you go out on the balcony and fire two blasts. Now, I don't advocate that type of advice. I don't think that's good advice, even if it is coming from the former vice president. I do not advocate going out on the balcony and firing two blasts randomly into the air. But shotguns are something we're going to talk about in a few minutes. So stay tuned. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Did you know anyone can get a gun license? Guys and girls, and it only takes one class. You take your mass firearm safety course at Cape Gunworks. They even have live fire where you can actually shoot a gun. Then you use the certificate you get after the class to apply for your license. Cape Gunworks is a gun range with archery stuff and a wicked cool staff. So go to capegunworks.com and sign up for a license to carry class today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Toby Leary, co-founder of Cape Gunworks. I'm your host of Rapid Fire. You're listening to 95.1 WXDK. We're here every Saturday from 7 to 8. So make sure you want to join in on the discussion and get notified when we're going to be live. Go to capegunworks.com. Click Rapid Fire. If you want to sponsor the show, by all means, go to capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. And uh, we'd love to support local businesses who want to support us. So give us a jingle, drop us a line, send us an email, however you want to do it. So um, (laughs) someone's commenting on something I said last week, which dated myself. I said, is this live or is it Memorex? And we are live so far, but if you're hearing it on WXDK, it's Memorex. So anyway, uh, not to confuse everybody, but... I'm good at that sometimes, but here we go. Someday we'll be live when we can get in studio, I guess. But it's fun either way. You can listen live or you can listen recorded. It doesn't matter. The content still applies. So anyway, um, before the break, we were talking about shotguns and for home defense. And one of the things that we've been getting a lot of is like an AR style shotgun, which I'm kind of pretty cool with i think they're great i like them because number one if you own an ar the controls are largely the same number two it's not an ar even though it looks like it so therefore i can sell it and number three we know how effective shotguns are 
for home defense. I will say there is this myth about shotgun use for home defense, and that is all you got to do is spray in the general direction. You just got to level that thing and pull the trigger, and it's going to defeat anything in its path. That's not true. Shotguns still need to be aimed just like a long gun or a pistol, all right? Because if you think about it, the average house is, what, 12 to 14 feet across in a, in a room? Maybe you have a big house and you have like a 20-foot hallway or you're shooting down a flight of stairs or up a flight of stairs and you're talking 16 to 20 feet tops. Um, mo the average house is probably the longest shot you'll have inside a house is maybe 20 feet, 25 feet, which is not very far. So therefore your spread if you're shooting buckshot or number four buck or number one buck or even birdshot is probably still going to be about the size of a baseball so it's not like this thing is a four foot war path of death and destruction it is a baseball size group and if you're shooting like double hot buck you're basically going to have nine or twelve pellets that are in that baseball size group, but it's extremely effective if you think about it. It's like getting shot with nine thirty-eight. I'm sorry, uh, three eighty or thirty-two caliber handguns at the same time uh, in a baseball size pattern. So it is extremely effective, uh, but you know that's not um, you know, something you can rely on as the spread of the pattern and not need to aim it. You definitely need to aim it. We sell a lot of shotguns and then in the conversation we're talking about red dot sights and flashlights and like, well, I didn't think I needed a red dot for a shot. It's a shotgun. And it's like, yeah, but you still got to aim it. And the best way to aim it is to have, um, have the, you know, a red dot sight. So just as if it was an AR. But anyway, you get, you get the point. The point is you get the AR controls that you're familiar with if you do already own and use an AR-15. And so the benefit of that familiarity with the inexpense of having a, you know, AR-style shotgun with the, without the legal hoops to jump through. So we have an, it's an easy sell here in Mass., and we can sell them because they're not the same operating system. They don't have interchangeable parts with ARs and whatnot. But it's a semi-automatic AR-style shotgun. So just because it looks like one doesn't make it one. So uh, that's a good thing. Um, hey, Debbie, how are you? Someone's saying hello. And Stephen is saying, why is it that Pro 2A organizations focus all the on all states but us? Uh, what are we, chop liver? We have as many problematic laws as California or New York. Actually, um, forget about New York because the Yankees suck. Well, Steve and I would agree with you there. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think that the biggest bang for the buck is where uh, a lot of these Second Amendment um, organizations are going to go and where the there's there's a lot that goes into cases. Number one, standing the... There has to, whoever brings the lawsuit has to have standing. Number two, someone has to show that their rights have been violated. Number three, um, you know, it it might be already in a various lawsuit in by some other organization. So you know, now it's a concurrent lawsuit, or might, they might join forces or just become a party to that. 
in our state, we have three lawsuits going right now. Um, Second Amendment Foundation, I believe, is involved in one. Uh, Com2A, NRA, Goal, and uh, the Gun Owners Action League one was thrown out, and now they're on appeal. So again, there's a lot going on um, with how things are progressing, and it takes time and money. That's really what it comes down to, time and money. Um, so it's unfortunately that's what it is uh, but there are lawsuits happening in this state and three of them are challenging the attorney general's you know edict from 20, 20, uh, 2016 so that's a good thing and hopefully they work their way through the courts hopefully that the one the one, the one that's on appeal will be allowed to proceed and if not the one that remains which has been allowed to proceed will have a favorable outcome, which I don't see how it wouldn't. But then again, I'm not a lawyer. And as I say a lot, I don't play one on TV or even on this show. <laughs> so don't ask me your legal advice. I'm going to defer you to some great legal minds that we have in this state that do some excellent work uh, here in the Commonwealth. So if you have some issues with firearms and law in Massachusetts and you need a good attorney, uh, Jason Guida is one, uh, Andrew Bur uh, Andrew Kucher, and uh, Keith Langer are all the three I recommend. Not necessarily in that order. They're all equal as far as I'm concerned. As far as, uh, you know, I, I would give you all three names and you could decide which one works best for you and according to their schedule and availability and, you know, whatnot. So hopefully you don't find yourself in that situation. But if you haven't, been able to apply for your license to carry you might want to reach out to one of those guys and uh, you can always email us and we'll send that list over to you so taylor's wondering what recommendation on best shot size for home defense that's a great question and i personally like number four buck um, because you get more shot it's still very effective it's still a buck shot so it's very powerful you get probably 40 to 45 pellets, and from what I've read, it has less of a chance of over-penetrating through multiple layers of drywall. Double-lot buck is like that, what's that, Newton's law of things in motion tend to stay in motion, the law of nature, uh, things in motion tend to stay in motion. Well, double-lot buckshot is like the poster boy of that. It just continues to go through multiple layers of drywall. So if you haven't thoughtfully planned your home defense strategy and you're shooting in a direction where other people are in other rooms, I wouldn't feel comfortable using double-lot buck in that scenario. I would really recommend you line the common walls with bookshelves and you start to think about you know, you're, where you're going to secure yourself as you get 911 on the phone and you arm yourself and protect that place. And hopefully you can get your family to wherever, wherever it is you're going to uh, retreat to and, you know, barricade yourself. And if you can't get all family members in, you're going to have to think about which direction is the safest direction to shoot should somebody breach and penetrate that area that you're defending. So um, think about that. You know, that's one thing about shotguns. I love, uh, believe it or not, 5.56 for home defense because of the tumble effect of that 5.56 round. It actually penetrates less drywall than double-aught buck does. So 
that's something that most people don't know. They think high-powered rifle, it's gonna go through and penetrate multiple layers, but it penetrates less layers of drywall than double-odd buck. So that's something to think about. And uh, yeah, so, um, so we'll we'll continue the discussion. This is a this is a huge topic. We'll get we'll get uh, uh, we'll get back on this next week. So I apologize once again. This hour goes fast, folks. That's why it's rapid fire, and you gotta join in on the discussion. We'll we'll get in on this every week. Uh, we'll talk about the issues and items that you have questions about, and uh, the issues of the day as well. And uh, we love talking guns. We, we'll talk to you here at the store as well. If you haven't been to Cape Gunworks, come on down and uh, join the discussion at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. So here we go. Another show is in the bag. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And we're looking forward to doing this for a long time to come. So make sure you, get, you become a part of the discussion. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And we'll see you next time.